176 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest on anarchist activity, ideas, and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. We hope it's useful to and fun for anarchists and the anarcho-curious. Give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcast at anarchistnews.org. For more information and usually some good commentary, see you at your favorite non-sectarian anarchist site with commentary anarchistnews.org. What's new this week? Why we don't vote from Eotorea Workers' Solidarity Movement. In general, workers' solidarity movements have pretty sucky politics. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Ireland. But here is a perfectly reasonable anarchist argument against voting. So good for them. Sloppy work on the posting makes this submission look like terrible poetry. Or maybe the universe is trying to explain something to us? Quote, the entire electoral show is designed to encourage us to believe that not only does our vote matter, but that it's the most important decision we could possibly make Indeed, voting is held so sacred by many that the mere mention of not voting is enough to cause outrage. When we have pointed out that our vote makes no difference anyway, we've been accused of being apathetic, privileged, immature, and even part of the alt-right, unquote. Update on anti-authoritarian prisoners involved in vandalism from Ringo189, a report from the Anti-Authoritarian Federation in Indonesia. Quote, three anti-authoritarian detainees from Tangerang and Bekasi are currently undergoing a court trial. They were arrested on April 9th, 2020 for spraying graffiti that said Suda Crisis Satnya Membakar, There's a Crisis Already, Time to Burn, and Melawan Atau Mati Kanyal, Fight or Perish. In lay terms, they are charged with the crime of provocation, for which the conviction could be up to 10 years of prison time, unquote. I am interested in when this article names these folks as anti-authoritarian and when as anarchist, but that of such minor puzzles are our days sometimes made. There's an email address for support, perhaps? Or not. It's unclear. Words from Gabriel Pombo da Silva, from Act for Freedom Now. Gabriel, being unable to get relevant words out of the prison he's in, asked friends to select words from his recent letters, and this is that selection. He is now in the prison in Mancia de las Milas in León. The selection is thoughtful and or inspiring. Quote, this virus is really anti-civilization. <laughs> It's decided to decimate the old people over 40 who managed to trick longevity through medical science. Fuck off old people with Botox and heart valves. Fuck off asthmatics with sprays and diabetics with pills. It's not that I don't understand this eugenic virus, but as an old asthmatic and social animal with many old friends and relatives, it worries me. If we lived in a different kind of world that respected nature, life, and social justice, probably I'd rebel in wanting to understand the positive side of this little being." Unquote. An interview with Dog Section Press from MSM The Commoner. Here Chisel has to eat a little crow since I didn't understand before that the homeless folks keep all the money they make in exchange for the dope paper put out by Dog Section Press. So charity and marketing and not straightforward capitalism. While the politics of Dog Section Press are not mine, they have lasted a few years and they're another publishing project that has decent practice, so good for them. Quote, DSP. It's not necessarily about content. Penguin published some very fine books on anarchism. Sick. But almost all publishing is based on the ownership of intellectual property, competition, and the exploitation of the publisher's workers, from the authors to the administrators. This is mostly true of those publishers that exclusively produce radical content as well. That's why we're a not-for-profit workers cooperative. It's also why we publish under a Creative Commons license and make all of our publications available to read for free online and why we have a solidarity distribution model with dope. We're trying to do things differently because we want things to be different. It's more about form than content, but it is also about content, unquote. Them standing out does sort of speak to the paucity of anarchist projects in the UK, 
Really, it's not that high a bar to leap, but why yank defeat from the jaws of mediocre success? Why? Comrade AA from Indonesia is free from Ringo 189 of Palang Hitam, Indonesia. Very brief announcement of AA's release after torture, interrogation, and isolation. Rambles in the Fields of Anarchist Individualism, number six, from The Libertarian Labyrinth by Sean Wilbur. This installment augments last week's with translations on solitude or self-separation. Always worth reading. The poems translated here, almost without exception, pose crowded urbanity with lone, noble wilderness, which is disappointingly predictable and trite, but some of the language and imagery is nice anyway, and this also marks the last installment of the Ramble series. One hopes that the people who most could use these texts can take advantage of the excellent work Sean's doing. Quote, We are not born to nourish remorse, and your counsels are pure, divine solitude. We give our time to love, to study, we await age and death without fear. Unquote. Attack on police stations from Barakad via Abolition Media Worldwide, a communique. Quote, the reason for this is not only the racist murders, Ori Jalo, Halim Danir, Yaya Jabi, Aman Alizada. The reason for this is also not only the right-wing networks, as we have seen with the NSU 2.0. National Socialistischer Untergrund, a neo-Nazi network within the land Hessian police. Within the Hessian police, the reason is not only the racial profiling or daily harassment of the homeless or of people who somehow fall through the cracks of the net. The reason is that the police are simply doing their job of enforcing the laws that support the world of domination, whether for the defense of property or for the enforcement of racist laws. The violence the cops use in this process is not even formally disguised. They have a monopoly of force in a state founded on patriarchal principles, which supports capitalist exploitation and perpetuates colonial continuities." Unquote. Nuff said. Oh, also, happiness for all! Art and the Void, from birdsbeforethestorm.net by Magpie, presumably? It certainly reads like Magpie. This is about groupthink, about the reputation that artists have, and the most up-to-date jargon for folks talking about mental states, etc. Quote, Small groups in particular create an echo chamber effect. When you run ideas past the same, non-diverse group of people over and over, you end up being able to warp reality in impressive and awesome, and often horrible ways. It's wild what we can justify to ourselves if the other people around us are justifying those things with us too. This, of course, also happens in society at large like how so much of the world supports an economic system with its origins in shadow slavery that requires constant growth in order to remain stable that funnels wealth to the people who already have wealth. There's no inherent value in supporting the ideas that underpin the existing reality, and no inherent value in toppling those ideas. It is the ideas themselves that determine their value, not their position as mainstream or fringe." Unquote. Aside from all the caveating that is probably necessary these days, but still irritating, this demonstrates again that we have plenty to agree with, Magpie and I, even if the aesthetic differences would probably prevent any actual projects together. Too bad. Announcing the formation of the Anarchism Era Federation from azranarchism.com. Quote, final version, unquote. A new week, a new anarchist federation in solidarity with Afghanistan? Quote, we will soon form the Anarchism Era Federation and the Anarchists Union of Afghanistan and Iran will be merged into it. Member groups of the Federation can join from across the globe, and their membership would be based on the geographical area in which they live and are active, and not based on their place of birth. It is crucial to remove the geographical and regional identity of the birthplace so the whole world can join the International Anarchism Era Federation." Unquote. Barely formed, and they're already telling people what they can do and cannot do. Sounds about right. Or maybe the dictatorial tone is an issue of translation. 
good faith reading people. <sighs> Riot journalism from C4SS. This is absolutely a mainstream article. Not sure what's up with C4SS including it on their site. What role do journalists have ethically in relationship to riots and protests? The author asked a bunch of activists to answer that question. Said activists complain about parachute journalism and riot porn, about journalists not understanding, taking time, or getting to know the quote, communities, unquote. Does anyone else get a whiff of police reform from that? Am I alone? This article actually has a section titled, Speak Truth to Power. This could not be more liberal. Embarrassing has a list of resources at the end that might be helpful to someone who is not trying to be an anarchist, or maybe someone dealing with the consequences of having not been an anarchist. New Novatore, from Distinctively Dionysian, the hot new-ish egoist project mostly out of Canada. This announces that they will be publishing books, including a collection with some new writings from Novatore. A very odd argument broke out with some people in the comment section, explaining that the project has been spotty in communication, other people praising it to the heavens for extremely generous behavior, and still other people being pissy that anyone would have had any experiences that don't mirror their own. Very odd. Anyway, this project is little and adorable, and there's a woman involved, which apparently brings out all the bullshit. Amazing, you all. What the bubble is and what it is not, from bublina.noblogs.org. This is an introduction to a Czech squat between the cities of Os and Breklov. An abandoned building is taken over, and eventually a squat is formed. This is mostly some lovely pictures. The pink elephant wall is particularly inspiring of plants, yards, and rooms. Quote, the bubble is also open for short-term stays of non-permanent residents. At the time of pandemic, a person with mental health issues found a calm spot to heal here. He lived through great personal crisis and gained energy for upcoming important life steps. The bubble also hosts travelers who cannot afford to pay for accommodation or simply want to spend their money in more meaningful ways, unquote. Best of luck to this squat and all squats. Attack on Train Station Avenges Graffiter from Act for Freedom Now by Anarchists. Quote, from 2008 until today, we have counted five deaths of young people from the electric rails for simple painting due to the arbitrariness of the security guards who, not following their own protocol, decide to play the heroes for their private companies and be responsible for these murders. The term murder comes in because in all the cases, one thing is in common. After being chased on dangerous rails without even a power outage and in a panic that the other person is going through in trying to escape from the snitches of ESA and, and other security companies, they are hit by electricity. It's not only these incidents. We have the death of Thanasis Kanoidis from an expector in Peristeri on the bus wheels, the chase of an immigrant peddler on the lines of Fisio, as a result of which he fell into the currents of the station, and the multiple racist attacks against immigrants who use mass transportation as their main mode of transport, culminating in the murder of a 20-year-old on the rails of Attica Metro Station after being chased by security guards one month ago." Unquote. This is a lovely little communique with vision and art and contradictions. A city on fire is a flower blooming. Ah. Responsibility claim for arson at bank in Athens, Greece from Act for Freedom Now. Another communique, not quite as charming, but with more pictures. Quote, on July 16th at 3.20 p.m., we carried out an arson attack on V. Sophia Street at the National Bank in the center of Marusi. As a result, the ATM was completely destroyed and extensive damage was done to the facade, with smoke and flames reaching the inside of the building. The choice of the target was not accidental. The National Bank has participants in auctions with a recent example of an eviction of an old lady at Petrolona neighborhood. 
We see the role of banks and the auctions as a continuation of the attack and uprooting by the state in cooperation with the bosses to the undervalued people, unquote. Also, thousands of sons of the night. Yum. Series of talks, anarchy and times of pandemic from Anon, translated from the Castilian Spanish by Enough14. Starting on August 7th, continuing on August 21st, talks about repression and solidarity. Quote, Clearly, the great push of the last three decades of post-industrialism, with the imposition and socialization of new technologies, over four billion people connected, has been decisive in the strengthening of the cyber leviathan, with a multitude of subjects much more submissive than the minions. With the text of Gustavo Rodriguez as a starting point, we will discuss the possibilities of extending the revolt. Unquote. Good choice of text. Let's hope the conversation is as good. How did the Belarusians come to rebellion against the dictatorship from Pramen.io? A political analysis explaining the political, economic, and pandemic context of the Belarusian revolts. Quote, and if in many countries which were under the impact of coronavirus, with the fall of the number of infected, solidarity began to fall. In Belarus, the structures of solidarity continued to work in other spheres as well. For example, in June, half of Minsk lost access to clean water. And while officials insisted that there was no problem with water, residents of the districts with water were organizing and delivering water to the neediest parts of the city. Thus, one of the most important results of the coronavirus, the epidemic did not end in the country, was the growing awareness of the collective strength and the results that can be achieved through joint actions, unquote. This seems to be a solid analysis and is worth a read if you have curiosity about the area and or how uprisings happen sometimes. Mike Lee, RIP, from Hieronymus. Mike was around for decades in the Bay Area as activist, organizer, wingnut, ally. This is a touching obituary, poignant also in its reflection of how we lose, regain, and lose touch again with people who we like and even look up to. Quote, on November 2nd, 2011, during the Occupy Oakland attempted general strike, I ran into an old anarchist comrade who had flown into town from the East Coast to participate, but had lived in Berkeley in the early 1990s and participated in the efforts to defend People's Park. We talked about the banal pacifism versus violence debates during the struggle, especially liberals denouncing looting. He remembered our collective line on looting. If we didn't unconditionally support looting, Mike Lee would never get new clothes, unquote. There's also a picture of Mike Lee looking like his elfin self. Rest in peace, or however you want, Mike. Belarus, anarchists and the uprising against the dictatorship from Crime Think, blah. This is some brief introductory notes about what is up in Belarus at the moment, then an interview with Pramen, who of course gave us an analysis in their own article. This piece is more about organizing as anarchists, being underground, what is allowed versus what is more actively repressed, etc. Quote, the long-standing existence of the anarchist Black Cross in Belarus underscored an important point. You can rely on your comrades not only when you are doing direct actions or participating in protests, but also when you end up behind bars. This is an important psychological factor that makes the movement strong. Of course, those who join the anarchists are aware of the possibility of repression from the first day. So they are not just your average students who decided to get into politics when they happen to have enough time. Participants are aware that they can go to prison even for small things, and you can organize your life accordingly, unquote. There are some practical tips, etc., so if you're prepared for movement talk and so forth, this is also worth reading. Audio and video, Fifth Estate Live with Anne Hansen, an hour from Fifth Estate Live. This could and should have been an interesting conversation. Anne Hansen, for those who don't know, was involved with the group Direct Action in Canada, which is mostly famous, though not entirely, for bombing Lytton Industries, a manufacturer of American cruise missiles. After going underground for a time, she and her comrades were eventually arrested, and Hansen served eight years of a life sentence. 
All this should make for an extremely thought-provoking, exciting interview. But as this is a David Rovix production, what we get instead is the mostly milquetoast topic of how bad the prison system is, complete with a laundry list of, of statistics. Oh my god. If Rovix were a better interviewer, or perhaps more of an anarchist, he could have steered this conversation toward topics of Hansen's own experiences in prison, the changes that have occurred since she was locked up, and perhaps what she sees as valuable in terms of anarchist prisoner support and resistance, just to name a few. Things almost get interesting when Hansen talks about her struggle with opiate addiction, but Rovix is fine with that topic, staying entirely within the realm of abstractions and state responses. Ugh. Biocentrism, ideology against nature, 23 minutes from immediatism.com. This is a reading from the enemy combatant pamphlet, Egoist Perspectives on Civilization. Working with something similar to Jason McQuinn's idea of critical self-theory, the unnamed author turns an egoist lens onto the issue of biocentrism versus anthropocentrism, collapsing the distinction between the two. The main claim in this piece is that biocentrism, the idea that we should be living more Earth-centered rather than human-centered lives, is in fact a form of anthropocentrism as it creates a division between humans and nature. This division says that what is human is unnatural, whereas the Palette's author claims that humans, being natural, should instead listen to the utterly natural, wild human nature within ourselves in order to act. There are a lot of questions left unanswered here, like what is inside versus outside of a human, how is ideology unnatural if it is created by humans, etc., but it still provides a nice reminder to always poke at binary oppositions. Ego's Perspectives on Civilization is available at littleblackcart.com. Touch the Sky, an hour and 51 minutes from touchthesky.noblogs.org. This, quote, video collage reflecting on the raw moments of the 2014 Ferguson riots, unquote, is a somewhat puzzling exercise in found footage and determent. As the description states, this film uses official news and unofficial cell phone footage from the Ferguson riots to reflect on questions of violence, looting, and racism more generally. While the majority of the film, with its use of footage and anonymous creators, seems to show folks telling their own stories and comes off as being very pro-riot slash looting, the obfuscation of authorship cuts both ways, as there is obviously framing going on, both with the choice of footage, which often has an it's-not-black-or-white thing, it's a justice thing vibe, and the small amount of analysis offered by the narrator. In the end, I can't help but be suspicious that the folks featured in the deterrent footage are being used to push another narrative other than their own. Disaster Anarchy with Scott Crow, two hours and 12 minutes from Soulcast. Interview with Scott Crow, who you should know, but just in case you don't, is, quote, co-founder of Common Ground Relief Effort in New Orleans. Scott is also an author, musician, and a spokesperson for the Agency Collective, unquote. The conversation moves around quite a bit, from topics such as mutual aid responses to the pandemic and the use of guns by radicals to the 80s industrial music scene in Texas. Weird. Although that likely sounds scattered, each thread is tied together by a certain humility and analysis that Scott provides, continually tempering enthusiasm for tactics and action with an understanding of the advantages, disadvantages, and possibilities for recuperation of any strategy. Ah, Radio Slovenia, Tactics and Challenges in the Ongoing Social Uprising, 27 minutes from Ah Radio Berlin. This is a conversation with a member of the Federation for Anarchist Organizing in Slovenia and Croatia. I, as I'm sure is the case for many listeners, could not even point out Slovenia on a map, so just getting the tiniest sliver of information from this part of the world would be valuable in itself. But, anarchy gods be praised, this conversation goes even further as the guest gives background information on recent protests in Slovenia, their connection to uprisings in 2012 and 2013, and insight into actions happening during the pandemic. I was most interested in that last topic as the guest describes their unwillingness to cede agency in the face of lockdowns 
and the patriarchal nature of shutting people in with officially recognized nuclear families. The Right to be Greedy, 21 minutes from Immediatism.com. A reading from this 1974 pro situ piece, which aims to determine the term greed as, quote, to abandon them to their usurpers, to invent new words, or to use other words because of the difficulty of winning back the true historic words is to abandon the field to the enemy. It is a theoretical concession and a practical concession which we cannot afford, unquote. Pushing the idea that society is, in fact, not greedy enough, as we act in the name of ideologies rather than our own self-interest, the authors place their feet firmly in the Sternarian camp, advocating a position that, quote, desires nothing so much as other selves, of that egoism which wants nothing so much as other egos, of that greed which is greedy to love, love being the total appropriation of man by man, unquote. Also available at littleblackcart.com for all that hot man by man action. Topic of the week, communication. Never before has there been so much communication within the anarchist space, but perhaps so little. There are so many podcasts, news sites for specific anarchist locales, video projects hosted outside of YouTube, blogging platforms hosted away from the big sites, and social media links, the plenty that lead outside of the new normal, among the plethora, if you're following closely. Looking back some years, both IndieMedia.org and InfoShop News played a central role in online anarchist conversation. Today, a lot of, or perhaps most, Indie Media projects have died out in most places, but not all, alongside formerly popular anarchist websites like news.infoshop.org. Anarchist News was created as a response to InfoShop News, And one aspect that seemed to lead to the downfall in InfoShop News was a strict comment moderation policy. Comments that disagreed with Chucko down the memory hole. The comments led to wonderful springs. Welcome to A News Today. Alongside the anonymous A News commentary over the years, other anarchist projects trying to self-host comments like IGD and CrimeThink have fallen back onto third-party hosts like social media, to share commentary and all things, via Facebook and Twitter mostly, to get around this comment conundrum. Where is the indie media project alive? What can anarchists learn from this? Other anarchist media counter-info projects, please share your successes and failures. How do you share? How are y'all doing in the quarantine? How do anarchists do media right? Greetings, Anarchy Land. Ariel here. I have on the line with me today, Octox, who is a member of the A News Collective. So I thought we could answer some of the questions by involving someone who's involved in the process and then talk a little bit more about media and communications. Welcome, Octox. Hello, hello. Thank you for chatting with me today. Um, Thank you. What are your initial thoughts to this topic? Well, the, my initial thought is that when the word conversation gets thrown uh, in this context, usually what comes to mind is like uh, some type of heightened uh, sense of conversation, like it's going to be insightful or instructive. But a lot of times conversation serves a much more uh, carefree 
and free-flowing role of uh, small talk and things like that that are not so utilitarian. And then people get disappointed when that doesn't lead to something more, you know, grandiose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the word conversation. I like the word communication. I do not think they are um, interchangeable, per se. Uh, and I, I think that mostly what we do on the internet is, especially in social media, is absolutely a form of communication. But I find that rarely is it an actual conversation. Um, I agree. And, you know old and perhaps it is just that I have a far stricter definition of of what a conversation mail um, and I'm not saying that it requires us to be actually in person in IRL um, but uh, I think it requires some a set of assumptions that you can't really over the internet and you especially cannot make on social media um, so Definitely. yeah I uh, I also think think you know hope that we are going somewhere heightened and lofty and usually that's not where we end up going. Um, so do you have an opinion on the difference between about stories and information coming up in the framework, the site of anarchist news versus the comments being removed from a site and in the context of Twitter or Facebook, like they do for other news sites? Yeah, the strong opinions on those matters. But to like kind of uh, continue from regarding uh, conversations and what passes for conversation online, is that uh, the dynamic in uh, online is like well, well, in the context of the news articles that have comments right underneath them, I think it provides a, a very handy space for anyone that might make a quick correction or addition or reflection that uh, contributes to the discussion of uh, the topic that is right above it. Uh, sometimes when people see comments and posts and tweets and things uh, on Twitter or Facebook, it's out of context because you might follow one person, but you might not follow the other person uh, which started the whole thread or whatever. And it makes it, you know, for you have to do a little bit more research and, and clicking to to get the whole picture and most people uh, i don't know if they bothered bothered to do that but you know uh the open comment section also has its its uh downsides which is anyone can comment with uh anything that doesn't even have to do with the 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 article above and uh well th that's one aspect but uh, i think that uh for the most part uh, all so-called social media is is uh, a big, a needless uh, exposition. It's exposition for the sake of getting, you know, exposing yourself. Like I, I don't, I don't see it as a conversation so much. I mean, you could talk to someone. You can still mm -hmm. call someone, uh, email, have a private conversation with someone you know who's real, not just uh, what I was saying in the in the other. Uh, you know, the past, uh, 
pass. Uh, can I allude to the past recording for our day? Oh, yeah. This is, a- yeah, we've had some technical difficulties, and this is now the third time that we have done this. Um, so, Octoc is regurgitating this answer again for me. No, for no. All so, of you out there. So, so what I, yeah. What I was comparing it to was like a, sometimes the dynamic on social media is more like a bulletin board or like a, a, a bathroom stall where it's written on the wall, someone walks by write something underneath and it's it's not like a, a conversation where you have someone face to face and one thing right, of course leads not. to the other and yeah we, we can go from there I, I do have thoughts it's just that i i got uh lost in the framing but yeah there's so much more we can say about this mm-hmm. um i i don't know you and so i don't really know how long how well you've been along or what you've paid attention to over the years are you familiar with uh the history of indie media and the various indie media projects from over the years only through uh the different recollections that uh a news members have had and expressed Mm -hmm. in the a news podcast and other articles but i have not experienced that directly so as far as i know there used to be two um in the bay area and there is essentially one now and it's called indie bay uh and it is still up and running um and uh i still know some of the people involved in it um it's been around since the mid 90s i believe it might be earlier than that uh but that was when it was on my radar mid 90s late 90s um and there used to be many of them uh city and regionally centric and all over the country and i actually don't know how many of them are left um it says Indie Media, Portland Indie Media. This is literally just me doing a um, Google search. Well, a DuckDuckGo search. Uh, looks like Portland Indie Media is still running pretty strong. Um, but it definitely feels like, like the Indie Media websites used to stand at the forefront of anarchist news and information and that feels less true now um and that could just be me and that i'm wrong i wonder um if there's any truth to it if it's about uh the way that social media has become kind of the go-to place for for the news that we look for the stories that we collect um but anyway anarchists have a, a and, and radicals we have a rich history of trying to um, get information out, share our information, um, create, bring, both bring stories from other parts of the world and create context with for them uh, so that we have more information and we can better understand them. Uh, I always find that the most difficult is to, is how do you, when you're hearing a story about something going on in another part of the world uh context matters culture matters and i don't i'm not going to know what those things are and um i'm never sure how much to trust 
the, the, the story, the reporters, the narrators read on those things. Uh, so uh, indie media being able to uh, go to find a, find a website associated with that place uh, was always encouraging and helpful to me. Um, yeah, that's just me talking about indie, indie media again a, a bit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'm going for that. Going with that. No, um, yeah, but I, I can tie that to to the Twitter contemporary Twitter. Uh, if indie media was something that was localized to a place, then uh, the Twitter can be. Well, it's up to the to the the person that runs the account, but it can be localized to to that person's daily life, and in a way, Twitter can be a live stream of of the world. Uh, and you have many viewpoints, and when something goes down, so to speak, you can see a live video from many different angles. But as someone who is not there or from there, uh, it's very hard to get a an understanding of what's going on. It just seems like chaos. Yeah, I agree and then the you have chaos. all these sites that do the the whole roundup, the Twitter roundups, and they try to frame them in a way that someone who's just tuning in can make sense of the whole situation with the benefit of the different camera angles and the different narrations that the, the different tweets give to the, to the situation. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the conversation and guiding the conversation or whatever, or what I see is that uh, if in indie media, the people maybe came at it with an intent to make something for something, uh, I would have to 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 see the the story of that you know uh, in most cases twitter is more like okay so a person has a cell phone they download twitter they're aimlessly you know having twitter because because you have it on your cell phone it's not like a <laughs> i have a purpose a goal and strategy and then i show twitter as my <laughs> venue so people are on twitter and and they pour everything out and yeah, I think sometimes uh, some people then they have projects and they, since they're all already on Twitter all the time, they think it's appropriate to, to use that as a venue. But uh, in most cases, I put that into question, though in some cases it's a perfect match. What about, talk more about appropriate, appropriateness. Yes, uh, when you want to have a conversation like we were mentioning mm-hmm. in the introduction, uh if you have a very deliberate uh a very narrow not narrow if 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 you have a, a thing in mind that you want to get out of that conversation then not just anything will do you you want the 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 venue the medium the the people everything that uh, can get you to to that and it's like uh you know I'll, I'll think for a bit to to frame my to like gather my thoughts okay okay you think so i mean i, I don't i don't want to it's just that i want to get wild with with scenarios i usually go to metaphors and shit so like i don't know it's not the same thing to have like a like a few beers or whatever with your friends and you're just talking and whatever topic comes up you discuss it you you pour your hearts out or whatever and uh, it's not the same that as like an interview or interrogation <laughs> where you want to get something <laughs> out of someone. And, but a lot of times 
people are just like calling into the void and seeing what sticks. It's not really a, well, a conversation. That's the word mm-hmm. we're discussing right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand that that a point of view or rather that situation that you can be in. Like, for example, when I find, first found Anus, uh, I, I was really grateful for the, the comment section because if you don't find anyone to talk about the topics you want to discuss, right. at least it provides uh, an easy access for that. But it's not necessarily because it's the best way. It's just the one that you have at your disposal at the time. Right. Um, the last question that the topic asks, uh, I think is an interesting question. Um, they ask, uh, how do anarchists do media right? Um, <clears throat> and I'm not, I mean, I think the, the indie media model is kind of one of the best representations of it. Um, but there's also, I think, I think the way that anarchists do media right is to never, ever talk to the media at all, um, to yeah. the mainstream media. And I would include um, in that definitely a Twitter. We've seen how in the recent protests, uh, Twitter has been the, the snitch repository, the snitch machine. Yeah, It's just as bad, it's, it's not worse, because it stays there forever, where maybe a news report on the television flashes by and then it's lost. On Twitter, anyone looking for information can do the, the research and find everything about everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Um, yeah, what do you think about, how do, how do anarchists do media right? Well, yeah, I haven't, you know, researched uh, to know the like, uh, historical overview. But what sure. I do like is that, you know, sometimes it takes some someone like like us or whatever to 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 make uncompromising decisions to safeguard what we think is is our priorities and what what we value. And if that means using some type of platform that is not the most popular or the most uh, easier to get to, then then that's the the the, the direction that is taken, and uh, that can mean different things for different people because you know that might turn into a printed project that might turn into a Twitter account like we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, but it can also be something much more. Uh, okay, that, let's go with secretive. I mean that it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be that way, but. But yeah, I mean, um, sorry if I get stuck or, or blank-minded. No, no. no, no, you're fine. But but yeah, I mean, uh, what what else uh, can we mention? Because for example, okay, we have the there's uh, the, the 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 distinction between uh, online or or real life is kind of like played out or the conversation, sure. but uh, it it's it's like most people take it for granted that you have to have the, the online element and, and the, the online element, whenever you're having a conversation offline, a lot is taken for granted. A lot is taken as an assumption, like Mm -hmm. the fact that you're using technology that is uh, reliant on extractivism 
to to function. Mm-hmm. The the fact that in order to like connect with another person, you have to rely on this this destruction that we want to avoid is in self should should be a dissuasive to to people, but it isn't. Like, right. um, like we have, for example, the recent uh, protests that got sparked by sharing of videos of police brutality, mm-hmm. and people see the video and they get a. Uh, rabbit, you know, they, they, they feel the rage, but the person that was there was recording, uh, was not intervening, was holding the phone. And in order to make the phone, a lot of people were brutalized, just like the person that was being recorded in many parts of the wor- world to get the minerals to make the phone or whatever. Right. And that's, that's not even part of the conversation once you're using the phone, talking about whatever. Whereas, where you're talking one-on-one with someone in person, uh, you know, it's it's much more, I would say, not transparent, but yeah, I mean, it's, sorry if I get uh, lost again in thought, um, but it's like, you, you don't have to rely on, on this, this thing that, that you can't count on, and in fact, it might be the, the first thing you want to throw out of the window. In, right. And the thing that you you that, you know maybe your project that's what it wants to lead to. Why well, start with with relying on that thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's it is hard to both uh, use these tools that we have at our disposal that are so incredibly useful, um, and also have a critique of technology and rare earth minerals the mining and the the politics and the oppression that goes with that. And um, because these things are inseparable and um, I've, I have not actually ever heard a, a good uh, anarchist um, discussion or critique about any of that. Um, if someone has, if they wanted to put it in the comments, I would be really happy about that. Um, Cause it, I, I'm, I'm sure it exists somewhere. I just haven't seen it. Um, yeah. There's so many things going on there. Uh, yeah, what, I, what I'm thinking about that is that, um, of course, we're not going to be Puritans and say sure. that we're not going to use these means at our disposal. We can't undo the things that have been done. We can only like go from where we are. But the problem is that the, the jump is made from that to like the online thing being the default because it's the easiest thing. People are already sitting around all day on their computers or on their phones. So that's what they have in front of them. Mm -hmm. And they just stay on that Mm -hmm. and it feeds on itself. People are stuck on on screens. Right. So I I would like from each other. We're more and more atomized. Yeah. I would like to see people draw themselves away from that and not feed on that, not feed to that. Because I don't think that's going to happen. The trend seems to be like people are getting more integrated into these machines. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be what it is, whatever. But mm. but anyways, comments, uh, non-comments, I prefer comments because it lets people, uh, it, it opens the space for a lot of possibilities. Whereas if you shut it down, you're basically giving up all the discussion on these platforms that are just uh, snitches, basically. Yeah. Well, and we're not, but we're not actually comparing comments versus non-comments. It's just about where those comments are located. Um, and yeah. on some level, who controls them? And one of the things that uh, I have always 
liked about Anarchist News is that Anarchist News hosts its own website on its own servers um, and is entirely in control of its security and its access and logs are not kept and just all of these decisions that get to be made that when you give up autonomy to any other platform, um, you don't get to make any of those decisions. You just kind of surrender everything. Um, and yeah. but, th- but that's a that's a hard thing to do. That it has is. that has required years of both actual money and time and technical skills investment on behalf of many people. And I don't mean years. I mean like a like a decade and a half um, to get to a point where that's a thing that can just work. Uh, and anybody who pays attention um, has seen the multiple times that A News has been down for lengthy periods of time in the last year. And so, you know, as evidenced by that, that being evidence of the fact that it doesn't always work. And this is also one of the compromises yeah. that you and make. people take for granted the longevity that A News has had. You can compare it to like, look at a platform that had more funding and more people like Vine or maybe who knows in a few years, TikTok or whatever, and it's going to disappear maybe. And uh, this big, you know, uh, platforms, they can decide who to censor or decide who mm-hmm. to sell to. Mm-hmm. They can close another day. And, you know, a lot of people might see the project and think it's so easy to do. I'm just going to open a Tumblr blog or Twitter page and it's the same thing. And, no, it's not. And it's very hard to make it last. It requires, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all this effort and stuff. But like, um, what else? I got yeah, but I don't think that the argument is you don't do the Tumblr blog. I think no, you I just, yeah. you, you just be hyper aware of its compromises and limitations from the outset. Um, but by all means, use the tools at your disposal. Um uh, like I'm, uh, I have never used it, but I have seen it be used, and I'm actually a huge fan of TikTok. I think it's fantastic, TikTok for the win. Um, yeah, and and these things are going to continue to morph as technology changes, and there's no way for us to know what it's going to look like in five years, let alone you know decades from now. Um, so at least that part of it is interesting and exciting. And then that will also continue to morph our understandings of how we engage with each other and what to expect to each, of each other and what what the online version of conversation is and what it looks like and what we can assume and what we can get out of it. And and I'm I'm totally here for all of that. Um, yeah, another it's, aspect. It's not my preferred way to interact. Um, I'm very much in, enjoying the, the ride, I suppose. Yeah, another aspect of the, these uh, mass, uh, the, the social media, Twitter, whatever, is that you have the likes and the shares, whereas in a comment section, you only get the uh, responses. So some people might post something just to get likes and shares, and there's a lot of this behavior of seeking clouds, is what they call it. So maybe, you know, there's some politics there that influence mm-hmm. what is said or what is not said versus if it's just uh, a conversation or you just want answers and feedback. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I totally agree.
That's yeah. Uh, okay. Final thoughts before we go. Um, well, thank you very much for, for the conversation. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for giving your, me your time. Thank you for being patient as I dealt with technical difficulties that I never have. And, but you know, I'm having today it's the heat. I'm blaming the heat. See, no, that's, that's what I'm telling you. You can't rely on these things. They're going right. to No, apart. you can't. They, they, they break when you need them the most. Um, thanks for listening. Anarchy land. Um, I also want to say that, uh, uh, the, the comment section for this topic of the week was um, it was was better than not and better than it usually is. And thanks for that, everyone who participated. Uh, be safe out there. Stay angry. Take care of yourselves. Stay cool. Avoid the heat, for God's sake. And uh, until next time. Bye. I want to talk to you. You want to talk to me. We can This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg. The What's New was written and read by Chisel and Greg, and we thank Ariel and a friend for their help with the topic of the week, communication and the internet. To learn more, anarchist and anti-political books, pamphlets, and other material are available at littleblackheart.com. In case you missed it, for news by and or about anarchists and up-to-the-minute commentary, see you at anarchistnews.org and or the Anarchist News IRC chat room linked on a news. Or I could simply come around and see you at your place. Communication is the way to go. Don't you know communication is the way to go? Well, you've got to admit, there are so many ways to get your message through. These days, you can go on Skype or you can Facebook me. You can message around the world so instantly. It was paid.